First off, I understand the name Canopsia has some pretty unique inspiration behind it. So could you take us through where that came from? It's pronounced Canopsia. Canopsia. Okay, I knew I told myself I wasn't going to fuck that up, but I already did. Okay, Canopsia, my bad. Yeah, okay. So Canopsia came from when I was watching like Gmod ARG type shit. And there's like an actual word to what it feels like. And it's Canopsia. And it means like when you're like alone in a place, but it feels like something like people are still there. And yeah, that's what I try to make the album sound like. Yeah, sort of like like walking around like GM Construct type shit and feeling like kind yeah, of weirdly yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Canopsia, got it right this time, uh, marks the first time you've ever released a full-blown album. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts leading up to its release? Are you excited? Do you have any anxiety about its release? I was so scared because my, my hard drives, I broke like three hard drives making this album. Oh, fuck. You like drop them or did they just like... Yeah, okay. The first time was an eight terabyte hard drive, which I still have on my desk. It's fucking huge. I, I There's also like a USB port to charge your phone on it. And I, I like, I used it a lot for when I like went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I guess I like pulled it with the, the USB thing and it just fell on my floor and it broke. The second one I fucking, I had, I sat on it and it broke. <laughs> so I, I, I basically have like two project files from Canopsia now. Luckily, I finished all of the songs before like I broke anything. Gotcha. Okay. okay, so that's good to hear. But like, you're excited. Like, you're not worried about like at this point if you surpass any feelings of like worried what people are gonna think about it, any sort of things like that. At first, I like was really scared, but then like all of my friend group was telling me that like they really fuck with it. They have like ninety percent of my motivation. Like, they make me like actually fuck with my music if i didn't have them i don't think i would like any of my the stuff that i like post but hmm okay that's interesting and then um i mean like on the topic of anxieties uh you mentioned on twitter a while back that like positive feedback uh sometimes like doesn't really make you feel anything whereas like negative feedback can like really fuck up your mood uh so i'm wondering like i'm sure there were plenty of moments where you weren't feeling like 100 percent like there creatively while making canopsia uh so i'm wondering like how do you keep yourself motivated when you maybe run up against a wall like that just keep showing stuff to my friends you know like like zeke and and like kale and everyone they their opinion like matters the most to me because like they've been doing this shit longer than i have and like negative opinions i feel like don't really come from the music but like just trying to make my day worse you know like my my dm requests are filled with like people just like commenting on me not really my music it's not really like about the music that makes me demotivated. It's about like posting myself on Instagram and type shit. And longtime listeners of yours will know that Canopsia was actually an album announced for when you were hitting 2,000 followers on SoundCloud. Uh, and considering the fact that you just hit 4,000, evidently plans changed somewhere along the line. So I'm wondering, like, how did you know when and where to draw the line of being like, okay, this album's finished. I can let the world see this now. Since it was like my first album, I feel like I had to put a lot more like work into it. I feel like I need to like prove myself and I, I don't think that's a good thing but it's also not a bad thing when it comes to like art so like I, I just had to put more time into it like I when I had when I like initially announced it I had a couple songs but I, I just scrapped all of them because it's not what I wanted to like put out I think generally the feeling of like needing to like prove yourself can be a good thing but I feel like also a lot of the time it leads to people feeling that they're not like whatever they make like isn't good enough and shit like that yeah uh, so I'm wondering like how significantly did the first draft of Canopsia differ from the final draft especially considering I'm sure you lost stuff in the hard drive crashes and whatnot it was it was like rock music but I don't think it resembled like what Canopsia actually meant to me it was just like music it sounded they all sounded like singles like they didn't really like work off of each other 
So I don't know. It didn't sound like a very like cozy, cohesive like album. Yeah, I think like one of the like best qualities, one of the things like I mean, I told you like one of the things that struck me the most about Canopsy is the fact that it really does like embody that feeling of like feeling weirdly like watched and alone, but also not at the same time. Um, so it's interesting to imagine like how things have changed over time. And I think one of the most like interesting conversations you and I ever had was I remember like a fucking like long time ago i told you that like fall back was one of my favorite songs from you um that song is long gone yeah no that song is long gone. it's erased off the internet considering like i know like obviously like, you're not that big of a fan of it so i'm wondering like how do you look back on your earlier work from like when you were just starting out even up to like stuff as recent as maybe like live forever wow live forever that it was like an idea like all, all of my music was like an idea like i was i was just like putting out shit for fun mm -hmm. i didn't really know where like making music online would take me and I, I started to see like it was actually like going crazy. Like I, I never had that sort of attention. So I felt like I needed to put more like genuine thought into like what I what I make. Like my older music did have genuine thought, but it, it I didn't really have like the, the the skill into like putting what I was thinking into my DAW. Like I've been I've been like an artist my whole life. I've been a guitarist my entire life, but like I just started producing like two years ago. So I didn't really know how to put shit into the DAW that I was thinking. Like, it was kind of like 50% of it. Now I feel like whatever I'm thinking, I could do more on the computer than what I was originally thinking, like, as a concept. Right. I mean, you mentioned, like, you were just making stuff for fun. And obviously, there is, like, the upsides of, like, being able to actually fully flesh out the ideas you're having. But is there anything you miss about being able to just, like, no-brain throw everything at the computer and then just be done with it quickly, or...? There's upsides to everything. Like, when you're, like, a small artist, you could just have fun and see where it takes you. But the stress of, like, being a bigger artist, I'm not even that big of an artist. And it's still super stressful, like, dropping music. Like, even for yourself, you're like, is this good? Like, do people like it? Or am I just, like, half-assing it? But, like, I'm not half-assing it. I'm just, like, you know making the music that I want to make. So Canopsia is a pretty guitar-heavy album, because I understand you now have, I'm seeing the body, you have three guitars now, correct? Three there, and I have one there, and two acoustic guitars. Damn, wow, okay. Nice, nice, okay. And uh, considering how frequently guitars are utilized on the project, uh, what advice would you give to a producer who's maybe interested in learning how to play guitar or like interested in just using more real guitars in general but doesn't know where to start? Paying for guitar lessons is kind of dumb when there's YouTubers. Like, there's like a, there's thousands of like guitar lesson people like guitar teachers on YouTube and like finding your favorite person to like learn how to play guitar from is like your best option because I don't think you should like pay for a guitar teacher. Yeah, learning in person definitely has advantages. Like you're probably getting some of your money worth, mm -hmm. but like like it would take a little bit longer, but I feel like you could just learn that yourself. And learning yourself is a way more fun experience. I feel like having a music teacher, they're going to fill like information in your head about music that you don't want to hear and it's going to have you like have set rules for yourself when music doesn't really have any rules and then uh although guitars are a pretty dominant part of canopsia they're far from the only production element um so i'm wondering like considering just how many instrumental directions uh you've experimented with not only at canopsia but just over the years what do you think are some production techniques you think we should get rid of or maybe should fall to the wayside going forward um like heavy saw wave bass in like rock music is kind of cringe to me using the same snares i feel like you should experiment on your on your drums more mm -hmm. if you're trying to make like music that's like never heard before 
And uh, on the flip side of that coin, what do you think are some production techniques that deserve more love going forward? Using sine waves as base. Hmm. Okay. Like I, all the all the bass on Canopsia is literally just a sine wave in like a low octave and a guitar amp, like Guitar Rig Six. That's my go-to plugin for everything. And then, uh, although your solo work is entirely self-produced, uh, you've also produced for quite a few others in the past. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, how does your production process differ for producing for yourself and your own music versus producing for somebody else? I don't really make rock for other people. Mm-hmm. I think I've made some rock music for Rab, but like, usually they just want like you know digicore beats, and I can do that. But like, I just want to experiment with some people sometimes. I need to find like more people to do that with. But like for me, like when I make my own type of production shit, I listen to people that like aren't in the scene, like shoegaze artists. Of the friends you produced for, I understand you met up with a couple of them in Atlanta. How was that experience? I love Dorian. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. I love Dorian. Me and Dorian, okay, so we were at Ty's B and B and me and Dorian were just making beats on beats on beat. Like and we were actually sampling shoegaze songs too. Dude, when I was producing with them, I asked if they had like serum or purity or anything. And he's like, I have no plugins or melodies. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, let me show you why. And then he like pulls up these random ass samples and he was going ham, dude, on this fucking big ass TV that we were producing on. It was so funny. You're producing on the TV. Bro. And like tragic, like Yeats producer was in the corner and he was like, dude, this is fucking hard. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. That's a, You do a pretty good Dorian impression, but I feel like Dorian pops up once in like every single interview because he's just such a character. I love him. Such a nice guy, dude. And then, uh, unfortunately, like uh, you guys were all there in Atlanta. It sucks that the Atlanta show had to get canceled, especially considering um, I understand there were plans for you to uh, perform alongside Camo uh, at the venue. Uh, but that of, course raises, that, of course, raises the question, like, uh, what are your thoughts on the idea of performing someday underneath Aquatic Name? Are you excited? Do you have any anxiety about that? Or I just don't know how i would go about that like i feel like i want a band behind me you know like a drummer and all that but also like i don't know how like i would set that up so i feel like if i had more of a budget i would be able to do something like that but for now i'm just good as like a recording artist and then like i'm imagining um considering like all the different like visual sort of things you could do with one of your performances and i understand like guitar hero 2 has been a part of a pretty vital part of your visual aesthetic for quite some time now uh and something we've seen like pop up recently as platforms like tiktok continue to grow is like is is like renewed interest in like music or video games like guitar hero 2 or just like movements in general from like maybe the early 2000s ish and usually the consensus amongst people that have been in like the communities surrounding those things uh once that like tiktok comes it's like oh shit tiktok ruined it or stuff like that uh so i'm wondering like as what's old uh becomes new again like what do you think people should do to ensure that they're not like negatively impacting the communities that they're attempting to like give a second life i feel like if you really love something you don't care what like other people think about that thing like if tiktok comes to your favorite fucking video game i don't think it should ruin it for you i think that you should still love it for what it is if you actually love it or if you like if you actually like hate tiktok for like finding your thing i don't think you hate it i, I mean i don't think you actually like it i think that you're just saying you like it to look cool like tiktok found deftones not too long ago i still like them they're a good band people are like TikTok fucking ruined Deftones. <laughs> I just think that they have more monthly listeners, so like, congrats to them. The revitalization of stuff like, uh, like, Jer like the Jersey Club scene, not necessarily through TikTok, of course, but like, it just kind of shows that like there is some really awesome stuff to be had from the getting like a massive influx of attention. One thing a lot of I feel like a lot of people get upset about is that like 
new stuff claims to be the same as like old stuff, but I feel like stuff with like Twerk Nation 28, it shows that it's like, it's not the same thing as the old stuff, but it never claimed to be in the first place. It's definitely not the same thing, but we do love the old jersey. Like, and TikTok finding jersey is really good because that gives like the pioneers like a platform, like Lil Man and like everyone in Project X is fucking blowing up because of TikTok, and that's a really good thing. And uh, and on the topic of Twerk Nation, I understand you guys had quite a moment recently when I Show Speed hopped on uh, one of Sizey's beats uh, for, during a song. So I'm wondering, can you walk us through that night and how you all reacted and everything? Dude, oh my fucking god. So Speed, like, commented under a Leroy tweet, like a completely random one, <laughs> and was like, yo, DMs. And me, me and Alex Tropes were like IRL at that point like we were like we were like on the couch we were like what the fuck and then like a couple hours later we were at ty's bnb and i forgot who came up but they were like yo nick you gotta go on the speed youtube channel <laughs> and we see twerk nation 28 fuc i'm like what the fuck is going on dude and me and alex are laughing our fucking asses off because like how does speed know about twerk nation dude god the the image of of speed scrolling through like leroy's tweets of all those fucking like all yeah, like, like what the fuck how who showed speed leroy like that's that's unreal i would like understand if it was like a soundcloud dm or something but i'm just imagining like speed just scrolling through all those wild ass tweets and just being like yeah okay i'm gonna dm this person <laughs> and then uh in the spirit of celebrating the old uh i have a tier list here of a bunch of different like nostalgic th nostalgic things from like the early 2000s late or and whatnot so i'm wondering like could you give me your thoughts on like what you think of e each of them on live is like a b i remember playing i remember playing on live like saints row 3 on the family computer in my fucking living room you're insane for that. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Gamefly. Wait, wait, why is why is what is why is online a B? I feel like online was a pretty like online is a B because like I don't I didn't really like get to experience it that much. Like I didn't pay for it. I just used the free trial. Gamefly mm -hmm. is an S tier. Hmm. I stole a lot of games from Gamefly. Yeah, me too. I feel like everybody kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> that it was it was the method, dude. <laughs> PS Vita. I'm giving it a C. Really. I didn't really use it. My friend had one. Like, he was like a neighborhood friend, and then he moved away. I really wanted one, though. I feel like, I just feel like, I feel like the PS Vita, I feel like a lot of the fun people have with it is, like, cracking it and, like, adding, like, like ROMs and shit like that. I feel like that's where all the fun comes from. But PSP, I'm sure you had a lot more fun with that, considering there's, like, a way bigger catalog for it. PSP is definitely S tier. Mm -hmm. uh, Toontown, A tier. Mm -hmm. That shit is goaded. I still play it with, like, Colleen and Alex. Tim and Eric... Oh my god, what are you... Dude. <laughs> I have a Tim and Eric fucking DVD, like, right next you to do? me. You do? Can you grab it? Yeah. Hold on, give me a second. Dude, this movie <laughs> is horrible in the worst <laughs> way. This movie is fucking bad. <laughs> but it's so bad that it's good. A tier, dude. I love Tim and Eric. Brain Pop, S tier. I, I was watching Brain Pop the other day. Movie has such a way with words. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda... Oh, it's Kung Fu. It's Kung Fu Panda World. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda World. Yeah. Oh my God, that game was so good. That's like an A tier for me. Mm -hmm. I don't really have anything to say on that other than it's just a good game. H one Z one S tier, fucking S tier. The the community is an F tier though. I poured like six thousand hours into that game. Six thousand. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit! And it was only live. It was only live for how many years? It was only live for like four years. Yeah. Holy fuck.
It, it 6K is like exaggerating. It might have been like 4K, but okay. still. Okay, Gmod S tier. Been playing that game my entire life. FNAF 3 is underrated as fuck. That game is like, I think it has the best story. So or you could you could rate these by like lore or by gameplay or however you want. Okay, lore. I'm doing the lore. FNAF 3 um, is like an A tier for lore. FNAF 4, S tier. That's like the number one game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like Sister Location like ties with it. 2 is an A tier just because it's kind of confusing where 2 and 1 land and 1's S tier because it's the first game. Help Wanted is just bad that's when the game that's an f tier that's when the game just sunk is that our first f tier yeah security breach f tier hmm. ultimate custom night s tier hmm. okay just because i like it. that i feel like that's where the game should have ended is ultimate custom night. loki yeah i feel like they've kind of like dragged it out in which is like to be expected they make a billion dollars off of it but like yeah yeah scott Cawthon had too much money <laughs> simpsons hit and run s tier game Mm-hmm. That's like the best game on PS2. Black Ops One is the best COD. Not not Modern Warfare Two or anything like that. Okay, M- MW2 is really good, but I feel like Black Ops One in terms of like gameplay and the campaign are just better. But that's my opinion. I feel like people are gonna get mad at me for that. Skylanders is like a C because like what? Okay, now people will get mad at you for that. What? The gameplay is amazing. Like I think the gameplay is like A tier, but. Like, the fact that you had to pay for, like, you know, the characters and shit is just bad. Yeah, like, I, I love the game, but looking back on it, it really was basically, like, a fucking money laundering way. <laughs> just, like, of getting, like, an absurd amount of money from, like, selling those things. But what, like Same thing with, like, that one Disney game. Disney uh, Infinite? Fuck, what's it called? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay, this is, like, unrelated, kind of, but the FNAF VHS, like, video series kind of gives, like, a really good visuals for for the lore so i feel like i don't know like all of the games can be explained by watching that or most of them ultimate custom night is like my favorite game because it's like the aftermath of like setting all the souls free and like the crying child i think it is um was like just trapping afton and like torturing him mm-hmm that's why it's my favorite, because it's like a really good ending. I don't know why they made the VR game, because that just kind of ruined it all. But uh, what about Sparky the dog? Dude. He should have been added. I feel like Mangle was inspired by by Sparky, in a way. I would say, yeah. There are like some similarities, I guess, kind of, yeah. Even though that game is a, like, 2 is like a prequel, I feel like, you know, they thought of like mangle because of sparky i remember there was like i think this is not known but like the fake like screenshots of scott coffin's website with sparky the dog i don't know if that's still on the internet but i remember when i was little that shit is so funny yeah and then uh, on the topic of personal taste uh, you've been quick to claim that you've had that you have like the best music taste uh in, in a handful of times but in the past you've also said that jacob satorius is a good is a good artist so i'd be curious if you have any other, i'm not like, wrong musical... yeah uh, oh okay you really need to defend that you're doubling down okay i think jacob satorius is a great artist i think Sendea is uh, the goat at music that's not that's not a hot take she's fucking incredible yeah i feel like the pokemon go kid should not have got hate. Yeah, I mean, he was just an innocent little kid. I don't really know if, yeah, that kind of felt like, looking back on it, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I participated in it, but, like, looking back. Yeah, it's like 12, so I don't know. Yeah, like, I, like what did he do? He just, like, sang a, just a song. made music. 
you just like Pokemon Go. And then uh, no matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always going to be like a hundred more that you wish you, you found earlier. So if you could pick a handful of people to put our listeners onto right now, who'd you pick? Okay, for in the scene, I feel like everyone says this, but Scarlet, like I, I've just watched him get better in GarageBand. Like that's unreal, dude. Yeah. And I, I've like helped out with like a lot of his music. So like I'm I'm really proud for him like getting in co-op and all that. And I can't wait to see him grow more. Um, obviously like Dolly Zeke and Kamo, they've shouted me out too. Um, but like for people that aren't in the scene, I feel like Animal Ghosts, they're like a shoegaze band that I've been like enjoying a lot. And like um Oh, let's go back to the scene. Ank. I knew I was missing someone. Ank. I've been friends with Ank for like two years, dude. I try to put like everyone onto him. But yeah, Animal Ghost is like my favorite band right now. And then uh, on a similar note, although Canopsia is almost entirely a solo effort, you've collaborated with quite a few people throughout the years. Uh, so I'm wondering, I'm sure there's still plenty more you want to work with. So if you could pick a handful of like dream collaborators, who would they be? Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, if I could find a way to contact Animal Ghosts, I've like DM them on every single platform that I could. <laughs> Definitely them, even though they're not even that big. They have like 7K monthly listeners, which is fucking criminal. I think like smashing pumpkins even though it's not really realistic i i don't know I've, i love them all right and then uh finally you've come a really 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 long way in 2021 alone and i'm super duper excited for what you have in the year coming forward and then also with canopsia's release uh so i'm wondering like now that you have your first album in the chamber uh what are you looking to accomplish this year i don't know i, I want to like start another album already like i have so many new ideas for it mm -hmm. and i want to like collaborate with more of my friends because there's only since there's only like one feature on canopsia I want to like blend me and my friends' music together and so, like just see what we can do with it. It seems like a it's like a common trend for artists that like once they have like an album done, you'd think they'd want to take a little bit of a break. But it seems like everybody that's like bound for some really awesome success is just like, no, I need to get back at it. So. I feel like I took my break. I, all I needed was like a week. <laughs> I just want to make some some beats for people now for like the next few months and then work on a new album. Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for meeting me today. We love Noah. We love Quantic, fuck yeah.